welcome to another episode of Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. I am your host, Amy Gray Cunningham, and I am so glad you have joined me today. I have a very special guest, as I always do, but this one is very special. Her name is Lauren Abrams. She is the host of 52 Weeks of Hope, the podcast where leaders, healers, and change agents discuss overcoming challenges and manifesting dreams and messages of hope. And it comes from Lauren's own dark night of the soul, where she emerged knowing she must tell her story and that we, you, are not alone. And so I can't wait for her to be able to share her story with us and tell us a little bit more about 52 Weeks of Hope and what she is doing with the world. So Lauren, welcome to Butterfly Kisses, and please tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Amy. I'm so glad to be here. I'm a I am a lawyer. That's my day job, I always say. But, you know, I mean, who day, night, doesn't matter. Days all blend together this time, right now anyway. So Exactly. <laughs> you know, people say, oh, do you remember four months ago? I'm like, four months ago, eight months ago. Like, who could tell the difference? <laughs> um, I, so I am a lawyer, but I did go through my dark night of the soul, so to speak. We all go through it. Nobody escapes this lifetime without it. And this particular one kind of surprised me. I'm always somebody who's very grateful. And I, in fact, I have been exchanging daily gratitude lists with my friends for over a decade. We uh, email each other what we're grateful for. Some do it in the morning, some at night. And um, I'm just, I'm always grateful. I do a lot of service work and do all these things. And, but anyway, so uh, I got through this particular dark night of the soul. And I was like, what the hell was that? And uh, when I got through it, I thought, so I just was very surprised by it. And I thought, so what are we here for? I kind of was kind of, it, it made me really question, why are we here? We, so we live life, we go through these things and then we go through another one and then we're grateful and whatever. And then what we die, like, what is the point? Why are we here? And um, I did a soul search and I thought, I am going to go and ask a person a week, why are we here? They say nobody on their deathbed ever wished they made more money or worked harder. So I was going to go and ask an older demographic, one person a week for me, why are we here? And I started doing it. I'm not a DIYer and I'm very busy. I was raising single mom, raising two kids. And I thought it's a project. I could do this project. So I did. I saw it. I started going out pre-COVID and, uh, interviewing one person a week and just saying, why are we here? What you're older, what have you gleaned from life? And people would divulge the most personal information to me. I'm not a shrink or anything, but they would just tell me really personal information. And it was rich and it was good. And I would go home and I would write it up to my best friend or just for me in my own verbiage and um, kind of funny, not making fun of them funny, but in in my language, just what they had told me. And after about two and a half months, there started being common themes. And I was like, this is so good. I'm going to write one of those books, one of those books where you open it up and you're like, that's just what I needed to hear. Or you close it and then you open it up again and you're like, no, that's what I needed to hear and call it 52 Weeks of Hope. And then COVID hit and I did a pivot because that's what we do in life. We pivot. And I started podcasting and I love podcasting. So now I could talk to anybody anywhere. I didn't have to just be in Los Angeles. So I was talking to change agents and healers and just, I mean, my mind expanded and I expand. I always try to be open-minded anyway, 
but instead of just religious leaders or an older demographic, I've been talking to everyone. And actually, after my 52nd episode, I did a comp, I asked everyone, what's your message of hope? Because I was asking people, what's the hardest challenge you've ever overcome? How'd you do it? And what's your message of hope? And I took all, I took 52 weeks messages of hope and I compiled them into 10 overarching messages and I call it the meaning of life. I was like, I now know the meaning of life, <laughs> my wow. soul search. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, I now know it. That was that. So that's 52 weeks of hope. And I just, it, I, I have such a passion for doing this. Yeah. It's just amazing. So I get to talk to all these incredible, which I'm sure, you know, cause I've listened to some of your episodes and it's something I just absolutely love. Oh my God, that's awesome. So what is the meaning of life? Well, I came up with my 10 overarching, but it's the same as the two main messages, which is what I found after my first two and a half months of interviewing people is we are not meant to live in isolation. <laughs> and uh, we are meant to be in a community. And it's so funny because people who are isolating, their cure for isolation is to isolate. It, it, it's just not like, no, you, I mean, we are meant to be in community. And it's interesting because I've talked to different religious leaders of how they have come up with cures for during COVID and everything for how to create community. And there's always a cure for creating community, always. But in the blue zones where people live the longest, the reason they live the longest is because they have community. And, and by the way, it's they live the longest because there's community and they're happy. It's not like, I, I mean, who wants to live a long time if you're miserable and unhealthy? So besides community being one of the number one messages, it's also love and service. So that we are supposed to love each other and at the core, that's what we all are, is pure love and we're supposed to help each other. So those are the two overarching messages. Community, we're not meant to be in isolation. It was so funny when I was interviewing people one-on-one, -on -one, the number one things that the elders were telling me is put down your phones. <laughs> the younger people need to put down their phones and connect um, in person, like one-on-one, -on -one, just, anyway, that was, that was very funny when they were telling me that. Uh, the other thing, um, this one woman in her 80s was telling me, she's like, sex is great in your 80s. I was like, good to know. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I, I've kept that in the back of my mind. I was like, I actually learned that in sex ed as an undergrad, but thank you. It's nice <laughs> to have it reinforced and told. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so there were a bunch of messages like that. She had also told me that everything gets easier in a certain respect. You're not so hard on yourself in your 80s. She was great, um, this one person in particular. But yeah, so love and community, love and service were was and uh, community were the two main overarching messages. But some of the other messages, if you want to know, because they're really great, which I, I love talking about this, is, uh, okay, so no matter what modality, uh, and your show is perfect for me to talk to, because sometimes when I'm interviewed, I'm like, eh, I can't really talk about this on this. It's too businessy, but I, I talk about it anyway, because I don't care anymore, which is freeing. Okay, so no matter what modality you're called to, I don't care if it's EFT, if it's breath work, if it's whatever you're called to, it all works. It doesn't matter what you're called to. You're called to it for a reason. Just relax and enjoy it. You don't have to do all of it. Don't go for that shiny new object. You're being called to whatever it is you're called to for a reason. Just relax into it and enjoy it. Is it yoga? Just do that. It all works. All of it. That's interesting that 
Yeah. What, how did how did you come across that message? I mean, because I have interviewed all of them, and I have to say, learning how trauma is stored in our bodies through the breathwork specialists I've interviewed, that trauma can be just breaking because the person in front of you, you, you had to slam on your brakes for a minute. That that is a trauma that gets stored in our body because I think of trauma as child abuse or something. Like I don't know. I think of just the word trauma sounds like it has to be something major, and it doesn't. It can just be breaking hard on the freeway. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be, it doesn't have to be something, you know, it could just be, I'm nervous about uh, going to court. I don't know. It can be, it doesn't have to be a big deal. And if I'm not breathing into it and I go like that, because I braked on the freeway, that, that now is a trauma stored somewhere in my body. It can be little, but it's still stored in my body. So now I'm so conscious of my breath because I interviewed uh, Mary, I can't think of her last name now, and she did a breathwork session live for anybody who was interested. And now it's like sitting on my Facebook group. You know, anybody, anybody can access that, by the way. Just And if you can't, just email me and or join the group, my Facebook group. And uh, you can just go do a breathwork session. She did a full-on breathwork session to release any of these traumas. Just go do it. But now I'm so conscious of my breath. I'm, I'm so conscious to make sure I'm breathing. And um, at, at EFT, I have interviewed uh, EFT specialists in Thailand and someone who's been doing it since the 80s, Mary Sice, who's very well-known, S-I-S-E. She does a Tapping Tuesdays. She did a, a session to clear your chakras. I thought she was going to do a you know, an EFT session. She, she her, it, this stuff is just living on my website. Anybody can go do these. They're great. These people are amazing. But so any of it works, no matter what you're doing. And these people are rich with, you know, decades of knowledge. Are they right and somebody else wrong? No, it's all right. Everything is correct. And there's no right and wrong in this anyway, because that makes you judge and jury. And if we're judge and jury of ourselves, we lose. You, you can't. It's just like comparing ourselves to somebody else. I was taught we can only compare ourselves to where we used to be to where we are now. Are we better? I love this woman, her episode. I waited until the new year to release it because she's so healthy. <laughs> it's like, I'm not shaming anybody during the holidays. <laughs> um, and Lindsay Bruce, she's like, maybe she's further along in one part of a modality than me, just as an example, or than you. But we all have something to offer somebody else. Everybody has something to offer somebody else. But we all, everybody has something to offer somebody else. And so she's new to meditation, but I've been meditating a long time. But there's other things that she's doing. She was talking about introducing people to how to eat healthy. But she knew, she was like, and this was affecting my adrenals. I didn't know what she was talking about. I go, how do you know that was affecting your adrenals? That's not something I say in my everyday conversations. Oh yes, this is affecting my adrenals. I wouldn't know that. Mm -hmm. So see in that area, she was well-schooled and she could teach me. And I've been meditating a lot longer so I could teach her. So everyone has something. Yeah, no, actually it's it's very interesting because it's it's the... Um, was it the law of abundance where, I mean, there's so much out there. People think, oh, well, I can't do that because there's, there's not going to be enough to go around or, oh my you know, gosh, there's and, enough for everyone. Yes. People and, that and, live in that scarcity mentality. No, there's, and, yeah. or that I can't do this because 
there's already so many people doing it. No, but nobody can do it the way you are. Nobody can has your voice, your handprint, your unique way to tell it, the way you can tell it, whatever form you tell it in. Is it art or writing or speech or whatever way you tell your message? Exactly. And, and the way you tell it may resonate. You can say the exact same thing and it may resonate completely different with someone that has heard the same message from somebody else, but it went way over the top. Exactly. Of their head. Yes. Yes. So it's because we're all, we all come from the same ocean, but we're all wired differently. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and which is so awesome at the same time because yeah, and you might not connect. I might not connect with somebody, but they connect perfectly with you, Amy. So yeah. like, who knows? I mean, we, we have that attraction to different people for whatever reason. And so they could hear from you better than they could ever hear it from me. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things that I do is before I even release a podcast or, or I do anything is I set the intention that whoever is supposed to listen to this or whoever's supposed to get something from it, that they do, that it's out there. And, you know, which I, I think that that's a great intention to have yeah. for anything that you do, whether Absolutely. a podcast, a book, a radio show, a television show, whatever. So yes. So thank you. What else did you learn from, from, from it? We've got community, love, service, abundance. Okay. Don't listen to your negative self-talk. Uh, uh, you can thank oof. it for sharing and then give it equal positive energy. Do something to equalize it out. It doesn't matter. I interviewed some really, really successful People. Okay, so one person in particular, which I interviewed him, um, I haven't interviewed him for the podcast yet, but I've got a couple of those chapters that I was writing, because I was going to do the book. There's like, I think four of them are on my website. So Rudy Tomjanovich, which you probably have a female audience just like me, but he was, anyway, he's just inducted to the NBA Hall of Fame. He did the Olympic team. I can't tell you his his CV or, you know, his resume, whatever you want to call it. But anyway, he's huge basketball. No matter what pinnacle success he reached, his head was always like, Rudy, you're not all that. You're nothing. Like, no matter what. Wow. I, I mean, it is unbelievable. So it doesn't matter. So all that negative self-talk. And anyway, the it's so great because he's cured. Like, he's not like that anymore. And, and how he overcame it and all that is in the thing on the website. But like that whole... All of that, the negative self-talk and all of that, if you hear yourself, give it equal weight on the other side. That's all say, I'm the, sh whatever you need to do is like, I'm beautiful. Like, and, and affirmations, I mean, they go way, way back. It's not new. It's not an SNL skit. It's like they, you know, just some kind of equal weight. I talk to my friends about it all the time. I go, oh, you might not know you just said this. Now say, I'm so grateful and thankful that money flows so easily to me continuously and whatever you need to say. Um, I'm so grateful and thankful that whatever. I mean, when I put lotion on my arm, oh, I love my beautiful arm that's so fit and, you know, or I'm so fit, I'm so healthy. I'm I just always the, ne the positive affirmations of how great you are. That's um, awesome too. That's a a great tool to use and, and with just being able to switch those little negative because sometimes you don't even know that you're doing it 
And sometimes we say things to ourselves that we would never say to somebody else. Oh, yeah. Ever. Even to our worst enemy, we probably wouldn't say. And And, yeah. So and then naysayers, anyone who's not supporting you in your dreams, like get no, no. Now, if it's somebody that you can't cut out, it's a family member that you just can't create close your eyes and create a white light and a white bubble around you the best you're able to. And, and just a protective white bubble is the best, that's the best that I've been taught to do um, is one way. To piggyback now, on that as well, I always put yeah. them in a white light and bubble oh. and, and shower them with love and gratitude. Yeah, and then yeah. I just kind of blow them away. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> just to get them out of my energetic field. <laughs> oh. That's good. I like that. Um, I always throw love at everybody when I'm having a negative thought. I send them love, send them love. One of the other messages is um, life is a journey to be lived, not to be watched on the sidelines. So if there's something that you've been wanting to do, jump, take the leap, do it. This is life is too short to be, oh, I wish I did this. That I definitely have learned from interviewing people. Um, the I wish I had done this or I would no. You do not want, like, this is the time right now. Take the leap. If you're hearing me say this, there's a reason, do it. Absolutely, your time is right now. Look look at Amy. She started a podcast. Look at me. And by the way, imposter syndrome, I, I actually wrote an article about imposter syndrome probably two years ago, and there's a quiz on it. But if you think you have imposter syndrome, you probably do, and you're in a very good group of people because Michelle Obama talked about it. My Angelou, before she passed, she used to talk about it. Just very high, Cheryl Sandberg, Meryl Streep, uh, everyone, very high-performing women. And if you don't know what that is, that's where you're walking around thinking, oh, my God, why did I get this job? I'm not going to be able to do this job. If you got the job, you can do it. Just show up. You got it for a reason. Or I can remember being in court thinking, oh, my God, all these people, they think I'm a lawyer. I am a lawyer. I've been practicing for years at that point. <laughs> like, I've got them full. No, I'm a lawyer. I went to good schools and stuff. Like, it's just a ridiculous thing. Or I started a podcast. All these people are talking about me. They think, who does she think she is starting a podcast? Nobody's talking about me. Um, <laughs> they're talking about themselves. Nobody's thinking about me that much. Um, it's that whole thing in the head, like, oh, I can't do this. Yes, you can just do it and uh, feel the feelings and then walk through them. You have to feel the feelings. If you don't feel the feelings, it's going to come out someplace else. You have to feel the feelings, feel them all the way through, lean into them so you can hurry up and get through them is what I do. And well, it's interesting because our ego wants to protect us. And that's one of the ways that Mm -hmm. our ego protects us and keeps us in the same spot from moving forward, because we don't know, you know, we don't know what's on the other side of doing what we don't know. Our ego keeps us safe by saying, oh, what do you, who do you think you are doing, starting a podcast? Who do you think you are, you know, getting up there in front of all those people? And so it keeps us small because if, if, if we went ahead and did what we want to do or what we think we can do or what we think we're capable of doing, then that's pretty daggone scary. And it's our ego's job to protect us. However, we don't necessarily need our ego to run our lives for us. We get to experience whatever we want to experience. Yeah. Uh, my friend used to say, uh, your ego's not your amigo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. a great thing. Okay. So one of the other messages is, and this came through a lot, probably people know it is we are resilient. Oh my gosh. What people have been through that I've 
interviewed Amberly Lago. She was in an accident. She had a 1% chance of saving her leg. She's a motivational speaker and everything. And her episode, oh, unbelievable. And I would not let her get graphic because I am the queasiest person ever. But she came out of uh, like a coma kind of, I don't know what it was. She was in the emergency room. And um, they were waiting for her to sign the paper so they could sever her leg. They said, you have a 1% chance of saving your leg. And she said, whoa, 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 1% chance of saving it? Save it. She wouldn't let them sever it. And after a gazillion surgeries and being in excruciating pain, she's like, okay, you can sever it now. They're like, it's too late. And she's now this speaker because she was this fitness instructor and in videos, gorgeous, blonde. And uh, she lives with this awful, awful pain. Um, and now she she's had to get off painkillers and do all these other things. But it, and she talks. She is resilient. She is the epitome. She's the icon of resilience because the kind of pain that she lives through is unbelievable. I've I have talked to people that have been through just unbelievable experiences, and we are resilient. We can get through anything. And uh, I've interviewed a couple of rabbis, and one in particular, Rabbi Ken Chasen. I can never do him justice. He just speaks so beautifully about how you'll never get through, you'll never get ever fully recover from some of these tragedies, but community will carry you through. It is about community. But he says it so beautifully in the way that he does it. So, Yeah, we definitely need community. This past year with my husband passing, I, I could not have done it without community and friends and family. That was probably one of my darkest nights of my soul. But uh, yeah, that was without community, I don't think I would have made it through. Right. I mean, we, we all helped. Uh, my friend, uh, JJ Duncan, who's interviewed her, her 11 year old when, when he passed, I mean, as he was sick and, and as he passed and, and going through it with his birthday when that happened and going through Halloween this year and then Christmas just passed. You know, I mean, we're going, you know, she doesn't go through it alone. Yep. We're all there for her. And I mean, and she's very open about her son's passing and, and she's in a, she's the, a reality show executive producer. And, and so people know who she is. Uh, and she's open. She writes about what she's going through, and she's she she weaves stories. That's what she does for a living. So, um, and it's not a depressing episode. Mm -hmm. She talks about joy, finding joy, and she wouldn't trade those eleven years with Mason for anything. And you'd think, oh, I'm not listening to that, but it's it's actually an uplifting episode, and she sees Mason everywhere. You know, I'm sure you see your husband, like there's always oh, yeah. signs. I talked to somebody who's like, she tells her husband, stop it. <laughs> like her husband passed away two years ago and she was like, would you stop? Like he, she feels like he's playing jokes sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Chuck is always right here. I yeah. tell you, he, he, um, he's a jokester sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, he, and, uh, and in my head. Yeah. Um, the only way through is through. 
Like that is, that was my, when in my episode, when I talk about the meaning of life, and I don't mean that from a place of hubris when I called it that, I don't think it comes across that way. It's actually a really short episode. It's like 20 minutes where I just laid out all 10. But the very first message is the only way through is through. There's no way around. Like, cause if there was, I think we'd all like find the shortcut or around to not have to go through. Can I just jump over or go under or around or anything? But it, no, the only way through is through, which most most people know that. <laughs> um, yes. uh, and uh, feelings actually peak for five minutes. If you think of the think of your worst time on the floor and your worst pain, the actual pain did not go more than five minutes. You may have been distraught for more, but but you're not in that pain for the entire day. Parts of the day, yeah. But pain actually peaks for five minutes. So if you sit there and go into the pain instead of trying to back away from it, and I don't want to feel this, I'm going to eat instead, or I'm going to shop instead, or I'm going to do this instead, and instead feel the pain to get through it, it actually won't prolong the process as bad as you think. Did not know that. That's very interesting. Isn't it? I think it made it much easier for me to go through hard times once I knew that. Like, oh, I'm just going to feel this (laughs) to know that. Like, really, I mean, anyway, so yeah, the only way through is through, uh, is, was the first thing I talked about. You have the, the gratitude lists that you do. I do. We, 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 we need community. We have love and service. We're resilient. The only way is through is through. What other things have you learned from your 52 weeks? Um, we become less hard on ourselves and others over time. We be, do become more forgiving as we get, get older. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, that, that's nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely nice to know. The other thing is, the, and I'm not sure if this is actually, I mean, I listed it as one of the top, as one of the 10. I found it so interesting, probably because it was like the an episode I did right before this. Okay, so that perfectionism and procrastination are the uh, one, like the flip side of each other, that a lot of people don't start something because they want to do it perfect. So they'll procrastinate because they want to do it perfectly. So, so perfectionism and procrastination are one in the same in a way. And I had a guest talking about this and I just found it so fascinating because I'm not a perfectionist. I just, I think it's because I have so much going on. I just want to get it done. I don't expect perfection from me. I I just know better. (laughs) I'm always so amazed that I do anything. I was such a slug before I was ever a lawyer. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) check me out. People that knew me growing up, they're like, when, when social media came out and everything, they're like, you're a lawyer? <laughs> you? Wait, first they were like, you're alive? Um... <laughs> My friend Sue from high school, they're like, you're still alive? Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah. you're a lawyer? Anyway. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm always like. And people think I'm some overachiever, this and that. I'm like, no, I'm just so amazed. <laughs> so amazed at myself. Um, so, so what yeah. do you think contributes to how you've gotten to where you're at now? Gratitude. 
I'll, I'll give it all the gratitude. I'm just so, and, and, you know, I believe in a higher power and the, the power of the universe and, and, uh, and love and service. I, I help others all the time. I'm, I'm very much of service. I, nothing, very much. So you write, you write gratitude lists every day. Can you tell the listeners, you know, what, do you, do you write like 10 things a day that you're great, grateful for? Or what, what kind of list do you write? What can they do? So, and I love when people say, but I don't feel grateful. Well, that's, that's the point. Like by the time you get to the end of the list, you're like, oh my gosh, I have so much to be grateful for. It's, it raises your vibrational level so much. Write down things. I'm so grateful. I'm healthy. You don't have to be perfectly healthy. Like, but believe me, we're, um, if you're listening to this, you're probably, you have your, you know, I, I interviewed somebody who's blind a couple of days ago. And, and by the way, he lost his sight at 17 and I, and his sense of smell. So he's two of his, two of his five senses are gone, but he made not being able to see sound incredible. He was talking to me about sunsets. And I said, if I ask something in a non PC way, I am so sorry, just correct me because I was going to ask him to do that before we started recording. And I was like, if I don't know how to say this in a PC way, people listening probably don't. So I'm just going to ask it in my non PC way if it comes out that way. But I didn't, I guess, because he didn't correct me on anything. But I said, how do you see sunsets? And he said, the temperature changes. He just started explaining it to me. He was in tra had a travel agency until COVID hit. Ow. And I said, how? And he talked talk to me about how he travels. And, and he talked to me about being in the Bahamas or Jamaica and going on this like ski lift kind of a thing, um, which I could see it perfectly. I mean, when he talked about it, I could visualize what he experienced traveling. So it's amazing. So my gratitude list can just be that I have a place to live. I, ha I have a car that's registered and it drives and that I'm able to drive. I have a job. I have a brain that works. I can read. It can be simple things like that or, and, and it's a very safe space for us. When we started, it was just simple things, but we've been doing them for so long and it's a very safe space. And, and I'm, I'm grateful that I, for today, I love my husband because it, that, that ebbs and flows. And, uh, you know, I mean, it just depends on where I'm at in a given day. And it's always me. He's always fine. It's just me. And uh, so I know to appreciate that when I'm in that space of, oh, I love being with him, especially as we're both working from home right now again. Yeah, I just, and anyway, when, like, when you get to the end, you're like, oh, my gosh, I have such a great life. I'm, I do mine in the morning just to set my attitude right. It just raises my vibrational frequency. Gratitude's one of those things. There's, I'm grateful that I breathe in and out. Yeah. So before I get up every morning, I that's the first thing I do is I, I'm like I'm grateful for this day and today is going to be a magnificent day. And then I have a Charlie, my one of my dogs. I have a Charlie and he's literally right in my face, whisk, you know, ready to say good morning, and he's licking my face and wanting me to love on him. So I have to wake up in a great oh, mood because oh, yeah. I, you can't, you cannot not. <laughs> Right. Wake up in a great mood when you have a Charlie laying next to you. Absolutely. So. That's a reason that dog spelled backwards is God. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I find that if I can totally, if I wake up grumpy, if I can change it before my feet even hit the floor, just by being grateful for having Charlie beside me, 
Yeah, uh -huh. there was, uh, it was Cheryl Cirillo, who I love this episode so much. My friends and I have all listened to it like three times. It it was on last uh, the first week of January. And she talks about what she says. If For somebody who's feeling sluggish and doesn't want to get out of bed, she talks about just before you wake up and before you open your eyes saying, I'm so grateful for this, for my body. I'm so grateful. And she talks about just like you just did of what being grateful for before she even opens her eyes. So I just, I've started doing that. But she talks about the moon cycles. I feel like there's things in life that everyone knew but me, everyone. And she <laughs> talks about when during the month women have the most energy and how men go nine to five. So they're the same every day, but women our energy ebbs and flows, which is no surprise. Okay, but there's a way to know when it ebbs and flows. And she does the feminine Ayurveda. I'm aware of Ayurveda, but I didn't mm -hmm. know there was a feminine Ayurveda. Okay, your face is telling me you didn't know either. I didn't even I'm, know. I didn't know and either. And it's so old. It's older than Chinese medicine. And she talks about how it was an oral tradition handed down. She's the coolest woman. I, I was like, wait, stop. Tell me about the feminine Ayurveda. And you could tell. And I felt like... Everyone knew this but me while I was talking to her. And, and me. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, I waited. I, I talked about this in for a month, but again, I didn't put hers on until I did it first week of January. And all my friends were like, we need more of her. I mean, she is so good. Cheryl, uh, Cheryl Cirillo. I actually just put her on YouTube today, too. I, I was like, I'm putting her everywhere. She is amazing um, because this is a thing. She talks about how we know we will know for when you're scheduling your calendar. Okay, so here's when if you look at the moon, you'll know how, when you'll have energy, when you should know you won't. And I was like, wait, how will? We? Anyway, it was just amazing. And what foods to eat if you're pre, post, or in, menopausal, and it's not just that, and and why your hair or your skin or nails are brittle and. And she has herbs and apothecary, and she is an a brilliant, well-schooled woman. It's not like oh, and I have a lot of degrees. I'm not like, and she, I was in awe. And she swims with wild dolphins, and says that she said, no matter how spiritual you think you are, um, and and your listeners in particular, and you, I've I looked up your show. I've listened to your episodes. Okay, she said, no matter how spiritual you think you are, when you're with these wild dolphins, and she manifested this. Let me tell you, she did this international meditation where you call in what you're supposed to do. And for some reason, she saw her with wild dolphins. She's like, I don't even know anything about dolphins. And to this day, she does a annual swim with wild dolphins. How do you like that? Is that cool? She that does it. It's so going cool. in June. Oh my God. She, she's going in June. Anyway, it's, it's awesome. yeah, it's, she's, she's like, no matter how you are in the water looking eye to eye with these dolphins, it's off the coast of Florida. I know. I'm like, I'm going, I just, she's yeah. amazing. See, this is why I love podcasting. I could talk about this. Like I can talk about this stuff forever. I mean, that I get to meet this kind these women. I don't, it's not all women. I mean, at all, at you, all. You get to meet these souls that are just phenomenal. Right. And, and I love who I to, call. Yeah, I get to call all these amazing people to me. Yeah, and you, they have amazing stories. I mean, you've you've got an amazing story, and you've talked with so many amazing people. Now, what do you? You said that you you do me, you you meditate. How how do you how do you go about meditating? 
I switch it up. I, I actually, I actually switch it up somewhat. And right now I'm doing um, an accountability, kind of an accountability partner thing. I don't know what you would call it. A uh, four month with someone who's a meditation teacher for years, somebody who's fairly new to it. So I would fall in the middle, I suppose. And so I'm doing that weekly, although, and then we meet up. We're, we have a daily thing where we're committed to every morning, every morning. And um, this is the second year I'm doing that. And then we meet up and talk. And now, do you do like a, a guided meditation or? Yeah, sometimes I do. I've been doing Tara Brock a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I'm doing a 21-day Tara Brock right now. So there's a little talking and then it's quiet. I really, she just has a way that's so healing and soothing. I don't um, I'll sometimes do some of those. And then I also out here in, Sa uh, in Santa Monica, there's unplugged meditation. So I do a lot of theirs. I know there's a place. What is unplugged meditation? It's, it's a, it's a place. It's an oh, actual place. place. Yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah, I know. We're very <laughs> lucky. There's one in West Hollywood, one in Santa Monica. So it's virtual again, but they have it. Anybody can go. There's an app. And so I'm always using unplugged meditation. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. So do you recommend for people to meditate to be able to to get in touch with the inner their inner self? Oh my gosh, I recommend it for everything. Um, even if it's five minutes a day, who cares? Three to five minutes just to sit and quiet, breathe in and out. And, and your head, will, if you're new, your head is always gonna be going. Like, who cares? That doesn't matter, it all counts. That was my favorite thing I was taught that it all counts if you're if you're new and your head's going the whole time doesn't matter <laughs> i'm glad you brought that up because i have a friend of mine that says i can't stop the chatter i can't yeah. stop the chatter i think and i'm like that's okay that's okay yeah. just keep doing we, it we'd meditate in my off in my law office in the afternoons you feel the energy just kind of go and you know like energy mm -hmm. would be so much better it was never required but why not just do a 20 minute in the afternoon. I'll be, come on. I'm like, we're busy. I'm like, you, it, there's something about it. You always get more work done if you just take that time. I always, I always get up early in the mornings and that's when I do my meditation and I write and I try to read a little bit and just be by myself to bring in, bring in the day. Yeah. So great. Say. Yeah. Well, how can people find you? Easiest. The easiest, easiest way is 52weeksofhope.com. 52weeksofhope.com. Yep. That okay. is the easiest way. My podcasts are on there. Everything I talked about today. Or if you want to, you can actually just text 52HOPE, um, 66866. I mean, if you're driving or something, you want to be, you can just text that and uh, then text your email. I can just, then you can get in that way too. But 52weeksofhope.com is the easiest. Everything is on my website. All the podcasts, everything. I will make sure I add that in the show notes. And since you've listened to some of my um, episodes already, you know I'm going to ask this question. If you had an opportunity to sit with somebody, be it someone who's alive or dead, and you had an opportunity to speak with them for an hour, what, who would it be and what would you talk about? <sighs> I mean, to bring it to one person is so hard. I know, but it's so much fun for me to hear who this person is and what you talk about. I think I would, 
actually, and it's surprising me I'm going to say this, but I think it would be my mom. Really? Yes. I think it would actually be my mom and ask her if she's ever visited my kids. <sighs> because when they were really little, I'd say, oh, I wish my mom, you met my mom. And they're like, we've met her before. Um, yes. And I was like, mm, that would freak me out. Yeah, I did tell her. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. And uh, they would deny it now, of course, because they're teenagers. And, um, <laughs> you know, I have a bunch of questions for her now. You know, I mean, she passed a long time ago, but, you know, you know it, it would be interesting. I firmly believe that they're, they see everything that's going on and they know everyone and Especially if she passed before they were born, then she she met them before they even they even came into this world. So, oh yeah, she knows exactly who they are. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, that would be an interesting conversation to sit there and talk with your mom. Yeah, definitely. See, see what she's learned on the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you have any last bit of advice or topics that you'd like to bring up? No, the only thing I'd say is everything always works out. It just does. Never necessarily how we planned or on our timetable, but hang in there. It really does pass. It all works out. Just just hang in there. That's always my message of hope. Like it, it does. Even if it's just a sliver of hope, it does work out. I love it. Thank you, Lauren, so much for joining us today on Butterfly Kisses and, and um, sharing your words of wisdom and your 52 weeks of hope with us. And hopefully one day we'll have you back on again. Thanks, Amy. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is released. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Akashic Record readings, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me by visiting my website at amygraycunningham.com. Again, thank you. And remember, always spread your gorgeous wings, my friend, and fly. Until next time, see ya.